friends, and welcome to the 83rd episode of the Tango Banter. I'm Elisaveta, your host, and if this is your first time joining, welcome. And if you like what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe and share with your friends and help me grow this podcast. And also, please know that I also have a private Facebook group where I regularly go live and we discuss lots of different topics in a live setting. So if you're interested in that, check out the link in the show notes. Today's episode is all about age in tango. And it's a a really juicy topic that takes up a lot of conversation time and a lot of the pain and suffering that dancers share in tango has to do with the limitations around age or the perceived limitations around age, because as I'm going to discuss today, there's lots of different ways that we can think about realities of age. So last week I posted a question in my group asking people if they've ever felt judged or dismissed due to their age. And of course this question brought up a lot of different feelings and emotions. And there's definitely a lot of charge around the discussion of age. So I decided to do a whole episode on it. And I have to say that it's not something that I feel super qualified to talk about. Because some of the listeners rightfully might say, oh, well, you don't have problems with age, you're young. So I I see that as a possible uh, point of disagreement for some of my opinions. However, I've been in Tango long enough that I have myself experienced some shifts and changes in both how I perceive myself as I age, how I feel about my dance. And I've also noticed that dancers around me Uh, The kinds of dancers I I tend to gravitate towards, people that I connect with nowadays are different from what it used to be like when I was just first starting out. So I have some knowledge, some personal experience uh, with age, and I've also talked a lot with people about this topic. So I'll be sharing some of my observations and some of the observations that I've heard from other dancers, but the purpose of this episode really is to open up the subject for conversation and perhaps create a dialogue around this because for many listeners, what I keep hearing is that just the act of bringing these topics to light and talking about them in the open is already a piece of the solution or a piece of the healing that many people are seeking. I think that tango is not necessarily that special uh, in terms of having issues around age, because I think age in general is a big topic for us currently in daily life, in the context of our culture, in the context of history, There's a lot of things being redefined around age, especially for women. And in some ways, the frustration that women feel 
is due to the fact that things are shifting. And whereas even 20 years ago, we might have had a particular vision of what it means to be of a certain age and what that means for our gender, we might have swallowed our pride and just gone along with whatever is given to us. Nowadays, I think we're changing what it is that we're okay with and we're asking for more. And in the grand scheme of things, when we choose to dance tango, whether we're a man or woman or any other gender, it is kind of like we're saying we want more. We want more connection. We want more aliveness in our body. We want to dance. So just the act of actually choosing to dance tango, we are automatically stepping into a sort of protest in some ways, protest against getting old and sedentary or losing our connection to social life and that idea of being youthful and dressing up and going out. So I think it's really appropriate and perhaps even a good sign that there is so much tension around this topic. And whenever there is a lot of tension, a lot of charge around anything, I think it's a great moment to reflect what is it exactly that bothers us and what is it that we're after and how is it that we can get in touch with our own power in the process? Because ultimately a lot of the beliefs around age that we inherited are extremely disempowering. And that's something I've been fighting internally, even in my 30s, because as I entered 30s, I already was faced with a particular view that by the time you're 35, your body is starting to age and you need to get on track and decide if you want to have kids because if you wait too long, you're going to be barren and time is running out. And, and that's in your 30s, you know? So by the time a woman reaches 40s and 50s, there's all these stereotypes associated with women aging. And I think we bring all of those things to tango, to the milonga, whatever it is that we hold about ourselves and whatever beliefs we hold about our age, all of that comes with us on the dance floor. And I think it really impacts how we perceive ourselves and other people. So the big deal with age, I think, this is my conclusion after many, many years of considering this question and continuously asking it, maybe I'll change my mind, but for now I'll say this, that it seems that we're very afraid of aging because aging is associated with loss. Whenever we think of aging, we think of losing abilities, losing flexibility, losing mobility, uh, losing eyesight, losing hearing, losing muscle tone, losing bone mass. Um, there's all these fears around age and loss. And for women, especially aging, somehow is associated with fading, fading away, becoming irrelevant, being forgotten, being invisible. A lot of women say that, that as they age, they feel they've become invisible. We feel very anxious about the prospect of aging. Recently, I got a question 
from a friend who said, I got to start thinking about what is after tango. What do you suggest? What should I do? What should I focus on? What is going to be my next step after tango? And I said, why are you thinking about that? And she said, well, I'm getting older and I can tell that I'm not getting the dances that I want and people are not paying attention to me as much. And so she was thinking about this future that she's going to have to stop because she's going to become undesirable and not be asked to dance. Now I have to say this woman is one of the best dancers that I've danced with. She's a wonderful, amazing artist in her own right. And in my mind, it was crazy that she would think that. I, don't, I can't imagine a time that I wouldn't want to dance with her. But at the same time, she's voicing something very clearly present in the psyche of women everywhere. We all hold this anxiety about aging. Now, I know that men experience anxiety about aging as well. But it is a little different for men, especially in tango, just the fact that there are more followers than leaders, there are more women than men, and there are more young women than there are young men in tango. There's definitely this thing that is set up where there's this inequality that it seems that young younger women get the upper hand, younger women get the preferred treatment. And of course, that creates a lot of fear in general for women as they continue dancing. But I think the tension that's currently arising around this concept of age and especially aging for women also is indicating that age is not really a stable concept. It's something that can shift, that can change over time. And I've seen examples of this in my own experience quite a few times, both in tango and outside, where I meet women who are quite advanced in age, but they're extremely active and youthful and travel the world and dance all night and have everything they want. So as I observe that contrast that some women feel really invisible, whereas others, given the same uh, resources and the same qualities, seem to thrive, it tells me as an observer that's like something else is going on here. There's not like a, a unifying objective reality called age, but it's something that can shift. And I think we're realizing that age is not an objective truth about someone's value or beauty or their worth. Like we understand that concept, I think, intuitively. So, of course, when we come to tango, we end up coming up against all of this friction. And many people come to tango later in life. Of all the dances that are out there, partner dances. Tango tends to be more attractive to older people and we dominate, our, the community dominates in older people who come to tango, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s. So 
as an older dancer, when you come into tango and you experience some of this magic, that magical connection, of course you want more of it, right? Of course it, it just makes you hungry for more. And then if you don't get it, a lot of times age is the thing that ends up being used as a reason for not getting it. But age, as I just said, is not something that's a stable concept that's objective and concrete. Age is something that I think is being redefined as we speak currently. So what I wanna do with this episode is to really clarify what is it that we're actually after as dancers when we come into tango? And I'm gonna be specifically talking about women a lot just because I'm a woman, I'm more familiar with the struggle that women go through and how women talk about age. And then I wanna really talk about what is really currently occurring. What is reality right now? What is really happening? What can we agree objectively that is occurring in regards to age in the tango scene? And then let's talk about how we can take what's available to us now in the current reality and use it to get to what we actually want. So by the end of this episode, I'm hoping it provides you with some inspiration and perhaps some inner resources and tools and ways of thinking about this concept that might be empowering to you in the end. And perhaps even change a little bit your sense of who you are at your age, if that's something that's troubling you. When I think about what we're really after as tango dancers, if you think of anyone who comes in and experiences magic on the dance floor and keeps coming back, what are they really going for? For me, the number one thing that I crave as a dancer is creative expression. I'm an artist. I tend to feel very creative, very artistic. So dancing and particularly dancing tango, connecting with another person and being with the music is this outlet, this creative outlet that I feel that I really need for my well-being and mental health. And I think that everyone would agree that that's something they want to experience as part of their night or day at the Malonga. We also want to have a sense of belonging and acceptance from the people around us. We want to feel that we're, we have a place, that we're not invisible, right? This is kind of like the fear that we're going to be passed over because of our age. And it just points to that we have this desire to be accepted, to be seen, to be celebrated, to be appreciated. We want to feel special. We want to feel attractive and beautiful. That's why we dress up. And we want to overall, I think, be empowered by the process, right? We want to go to the Malanga and we want to feel good about ourselves at the end. We want to feel elevated when we leave, inspired, stimulated, alive. And I came to call this quality, this overall quality of 
joy and well-being that sometimes I feel after a milonga, a really good milonga. I call it romance. <laughs> and the way I think of this word romance is not necessarily like a romantic relationship where like you're attracted to someone romantically, but romance as in like this overall feeling of beauty and buoyancy that we feel when we experience romantic things, like we watch a romantic movie or we see something beautiful, or we have this beautiful connection with someone and we end up having a great conversation and somebody compliments us and, and it just feels like you're in a movie, right? And to me, that's romance. And I feel like I wanted that romance ever since I was little. Whenever I was a little girl sitting in my grandmother's kitchen and she would talk about how she would go out dancing at night social dancing and she would dance foxtrot and things like that and i was like imagining this scene of people dancing together and it's all you know dimly lit and beautiful and everybody's dressed up like that kind of vibe i fantasized about it as a kid and when i started dancing tango as an adult to me it was like oh my god i finally get to do this thing i've been wanting and I think we all sort of want that quality and you might call it by a different name, but it's this feeling of just being carried into a beautiful parallel dimension where it's timeless, right? And this, this feeling of romance, I think encapsulates for me, all of these other smaller aspects of what we want to feel when we go to the Malanga. Now, current reality, if we, if we think about currently what's happening in tango, there's some things that are obvious. It is obvious that a lot of women feel invisible. They feel hurt. They feel overlooked. It's true that older women in general complain about not getting enough good tondas or quality tondas. For many women, they believe it's because of their age. And when we are saying here, age, what comes to mind is wrinkles, extra weight, saggy skin, some sort of ailment that comes with age. We think of those qualities like you know, I'm not even immune to this too. The other day I was like looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my skin, I'm starting to get wrinkles. I'm now in my forties. And there's this just feeling of like, oh, there goes my youthful appearance. So when I hear women talk about that, they're not getting the dances that they want. They voice it very clearly that they believe it's because of their loss of looks of some kind, that they're not as attractive, that they somehow are not um, as sexy as the other women that they feel are their competition. Now, what I've observed to be true, and this is another kind of reality piece that I feel is important to acknowledge, is that yes, some men, prefer younger women, but that's not always. 
okay? Not always. There are many men who enjoy dancing with women of all different ages. And if they choose not to dance with someone, it is more likely to do with something technical, like a mechanical misalignment where something's not working and it makes it difficult for them rather than based on age. So that that is true. I've heard many men speak in those terms and I even think in those terms myself as a leader. Now, it's also true that some women prefer younger men. Let's just call it what it is. If there were more, more young, good-looking men in tango, and if the, the scales were tipped so there were more leaders than there are followers, who's to say that we wouldn't be in the opposite situation where men would be complaining that they're not getting the treatment that they want? So it's true that youth in general is attractive. It just is. And it's not necessarily to say that youth is more attractive than age, being aged or older. It just, this is what's attractive in somebody's opinion, somebody's taste. Right. And taste is just something that's so subjective. Like we can't really fight against someone's taste or try to push it away or reject it. It's like it's someone's taste. We can't really argue with that. So it's true that some men prefer younger women, but some women also prefer younger men. There are not as many young men in tango as there are young women. And that's just a fact. So based on that already, we have sort of an unequal field that contributes to what I would call ageism, right? Because there's so many more followers and, and so many of them are very young. And when it comes to leaders, a lot of times they're older and there's just fewer of them. So, I mean... I guess it's upsetting perhaps that there are some men who will make that choice to pursue a younger woman who is less experienced in dance versus a more experienced dancer, but older. But it's just reality. <laughs> like you, we really can't negate that. It's kind of like, if you say, well, some people have blonde hair and some people have brown hair. We don't have to be offended by that. Some people like strawberry ice cream and other people like chocolate ice cream. There's no reason for us to get offended. And to me, I've arrived at that with this topic as well. The fact that men on a whole are going to be more attracted to younger women is just the fact of the matter, and there's nothing about it that needs to be changed. I think that we get into this mindset of having to change it when we believe that men liking younger women stands in the way of us getting what we want. So that's when that becomes an obstacle. But as a fact of the matter, it's not really that big of a deal to just say, okay, well, it just so happens that in our culture and in tango in particular, there's this trend 
where young women dominate in number and men are attracted to young women. To me, that's not a big deal. Now, there are more women than men in tango in general, right? So remember that, that that is going to play a part quite a bit uh, in how many dances we as women get, because it's just numbers are numbers. We can't fight that. Now, some older dancers tend to be less flexible and have worse balance. It's a fact. It's not something to be upset about. There is a correlation between people becoming older and the change in their bodies that leads to possibly less flexibility, less balance. It's true. If you're aging and you don't do anything to counter the progress of time, <laughs> that is going to add up later in life. So we all have different backgrounds. Some of us didn't have the privilege to be exposed to a lot of physical movement and body mechanics education early in life. So because tango is populated by older dancers, it does lead to this experience that frequently older dancers lack in technique because of an accumulated loss of certain skills like balance or mobility, flexibility. That's not to say that that is a given because I have danced with many, many dancers who are very advanced age who move exceptionally well. So again, I don't think it's a given that with age, there's this inevitable lack or loss of abilities, but what we lose with age is the ability to be on autopilot. And we don't like that because when we're young, we're on autopilot. We don't care. We can stay up all night, get no sleep, and then push through and work all day and then go party and then do it all over again. And when I was first dancing tango and I was in my early 30s, I went to Buenos Aires and I danced every single night. I stayed up every night till 6 a.m. and did classes. And somehow I had all the energy for that. And I took it for granted. And that's what is what it's like being young, right? But as I've aged, I don't do that anymore. And I don't want to really. And maybe I could if I really push myself, but it requires a lot of preparation on my end. Whenever I go to a festival these days, you know, I really think about it. I plan ahead. I have to have my supplements. I have to make sure I get my sleep. So for me, I'm experiencing some signs of aging in my body. And it's very easy to get onto that track of like, oh, here it goes. Menopause is just around the corner. And, you know, it's like this feeling of inevitable doom approaching you. But really, the reality is that it's not necessarily a given, that there are things you can do even when you come into tango at an older age, just because you don't have good flexibility or balance does not mean you cannot develop it. 
maybe no, you won't have the balance that you could have had when you were 22, but it doesn't mean that you can't make these things better in your dance at whatever age. Also, it is true to say that young bodies move differently from older bodies, but not necessarily that one is better than the other. We seem to associate movement as a young body and a young body as a young person as being superior in some way, stronger, more malleable, more resilient. And it's true that the younger body is capable of recovering faster and there might be more energy that it can put out before it collapses. But I found with myself and my dance, my movement improved as I aged because after so much time of practicing it, a honed skill and a honed body results in better movement technique and wisdom and a sort of understanding of your body that you don't have as a young person because you don't have that experience yet. So, so it's true that younger bodies and older bodies move very differently, but I wouldn't say that one is better than the other. So I want to really underline that at this point, because I think I hear so many people say, oh, I wish I started tango younger. I wish when I was in my 20s, I started tango because by the time I started, I, I've had all these physical difficulties now. And my tango would have been so much better if I had started earlier. And that's not necessarily true. You might not have been ready earlier. Your body might not have been ready earlier. And I've heard other people say that tango tends to be attractive to older people more than younger because younger people don't really have the patience and the concentration and the, and the attention span for tango. So all of the things that I've mentioned now about age are not just true in tango, they're true in life as well. These are daily beliefs and thoughts we have about our bodies, about aging, our anxieties, our fears. And of course, we bring them to the dance floor. So whatever it is that you think about yourself in terms of how you're perceiving your body aging, it very much affects how other people see you and how you feel in relation to other people. I would also say, if we kind of think about the bigger context of tango in relation to other dance forms, I would argue that tango is actually a lot more friendly to older people than other dance forms. If you think about dances like swing that are extremely active and require a huge amount of energy, older people can't really keep up with that. And so I think tango structurally and in its form is actually much more well-suited for people who are older. And I would even say that those of us who decide to do tango, whatever age, and especially if you're older, when you decide to dance tango, you're sort of protesting and going against the grain. You're going against the status quo, the accepted belief about age. And of course that might not feel good. It might feel a little isolating or you might feel weird because 
it's unusual for an older person to start dancing. But I would argue that it's also very powerful and that you're kind of ahead of the curve. You're much younger just by doing that. You're already acting much younger than many people in our culture. And finally, in our observation of currently what's happening in tango, I would say that from my experience, most men that I've talked to rarely would openly just say that they are only interested in dancing with younger women. More than 90% of men that I've talked to would say that they prefer confident women to young women. <laughs> that comes up a lot, that for men, what's attractive is how women carry themselves and their confidence. And yes, the youth and the looks still play a part, but I have heard this sentiment quite a few times that, you know, the kind of like the young attraction can be like eye candy and it's all great, but men really revere women of any age who display a lot of confidence in themselves. So I've noticed that to be the case when I observe some of the older women on the dance scene who are dancing up a storm and they're getting to dance with a lot of fantastic dancers. And when I observe them and I think they don't necessarily have anything more special than anyone else in terms of their looks or their, what they're wearing, but there is this confidence about them that is unmistakable that made me sort of, um, kind of stay, stand back and be impressed by that. And I'll share a quick story. This woman that I knew in Portland for a while, who was in her 80s, and she was just the most fabulous woman I've ever encountered in tango. She just had so much class. And every time I asked her, how are you? She always say, fabulous, of course. And she was there every week. And she never once complained about anything. She was always very positive, some, sometimes kind of intimidatingly so. And she always demanded that I think highly of myself. Anytime I said anything that was vaguely alluding to me being insecure, she would always call me out on it. So I spent a lot of time watching this woman just really learning really learning from her. And she passed away uh, when I was still living in Portland. I found out after that, that she had cancer. And she had cancer for a long time. And she came to the Malanga, nobody knew. She never talked about it. She was a smoker. She continued to smoke till her last day. And in fact, my last memory of her is of her sitting on the steps outside the Malanga smoking a cigarette and talking on the phone. And she was kind of in the dark. So I just kind of saw her in passing. And I thought to myself, wow, she's just like a 16 year old. She seems like this high schooler who's just sitting there smoking a cigarette at night. And it was just such a incredible image. And that's how I remember her. And I really appreciate that that's my last memory of her because it really showed how 
committed she was to being empowered, no matter what, no matter the fact that she was really living her last days. Uh, it was really profound. So when we go back to our vision of what we actually want, and especially speaking from the perspective of women who feel that the age is something that was really getting in the way of, of them getting the dance. I want to focus a little bit more on what is it that we can do internally to counter these somewhat outdated perceptions of age? Because as I just showed, like, yes, all these things are true and men are attracted to younger women, sure, and younger bodies move differently than older bodies. Like, all those things are true and they've always been true. But it's not necessarily the case that those things are the reason why somebody might not want to dance with you. I think we as women have been conditioned to seek approval, specifically from men, but from other women as well, in order to feel okay and in order to have what we want. And the result is that when we're talking about a Malanga setting, there's this feeling that men are holding the key to our satisfaction, to us getting what we want. What disempowers us is this placement of fulfillment of what we want in, in another person's hands and saying that men out there are acting a certain way and they need to change in order for me to get what I want. That perspective is possible. We can definitely go that route, but it's not gonna lead anywhere productive because we are creatures of habit and comfort. And unless we have to, we're not gonna change. Unless there was an overwhelming surplus of leaders coming on the dance scene all of a sudden, things are not really gonna change just because we as women feel unattractive and disempowered and we want that validation. We want somebody to come rescue us from feeling like we are irrelevant. It's not, it's not gonna work basically is what I'm saying. The result is that we just sit and wait and then we find more and more reason to feel worse about ourselves because we find more and more proof of what we believe. You know, the mind is like that. It like multiplies whatever it is that we believe, it like multiplies and amplifies that. When we're thinking about what helps us condition our mind for a different outlook, because if you're of the mindset that age is the number one reason why you're not getting the dances that you want, you might just realize that you can experience, you can get what you want from tango without your age being a problem. Like that, that is out there. That is possible. That is available. And you deserve to have it. There are certain things that we can internally practice to 
increase the chances of us experiencing that magic and creating that magic for ourselves rather than waiting for that magic to show up. So the first thing I would say is to decide to practice seeing yourself differently. Like there has to be this moment of decision for us where we take responsibility and we decide that age is not going to hold us back. Okay. Without that, nothing's going to change. Practice feeling like the person you want to be. So this one is a really current practice for myself and it's challenging. And the way I do it is I think of the women that I really, really admire, the ones that I think are the most beautiful and the most successful and the most whatever. And especially if I'm like super jealous of them and I just think they're, they have everything I want. I ask myself, what does it mean to, for me to be an equivalent of that? What does that look like for me? Because ultimately we don't necessarily want to be exactly the other person. We want to be ourselves, but the equivalent. So I ask that, what is the equivalent of that for myself? So if there's a dancer that you feel is really technically adept and the way they're dancing, their style and how they dress and everything about them is just like what you would want and the kind of attention that they are getting. You want that kind of attention. Then when you go to the Malanga, practice feeling like you are already getting it. Imagine that you are that person. I mean, it's cliche. I know fake it till you make it, but I mean, this is just the reality. This is how these things work. If we want to condition a different thought pattern, a different form of behavior from ourselves, and it's a practice, it's a discipline to catch yourself when you're starting to feel that, that looming doom, that little dark cloud that comes over your head and say, oh, you're too old. Nobody wants to dance with you. Like catch that and redirect and say, you know what? I'm going to get exactly what I want. I'm a good dancer. I love my dance. I love music. I know other people love dancing with me because remember the mind is just going to amplify that, amplify, multiply. So if you start from a place of like, my age is not an issue, I'm totally capable of getting the fulfillment and the experience of that romance that I want at whatever age. If you start there, you're going to look for examples of that and they're going to come. You're going to find proof of that being true. So we take responsibility. That's another one just, and I already mentioned it, but taking responsibility and not waiting around to be rescued. I think this is going to be a really big game changer for a lot of women, because I think it's not that we want to feel that way. It's like, it's sort of built into us that before we act, before we pursue and go for something, we're waiting for permission, acknowledgement, acceptance, guarantee that it's okay, that it's proper, that we fit in. And a lot of times you don't have that. You have to create, you have to self-generate that. You have to say to yourself that you're ready and you have to go for it. As I said, all that age means is that you can't 
be on autopilot. And at every age, whatever age we are, we have things that are assets. Everybody has those. We have our weaknesses and we have our assets. So the question becomes, as we age, what are assets are right now? What do I have to work with? Okay, for some people, it's their figure. For other people, it's their social skills. For other people, it's their charm and their demeanor and their energy. Everybody has something that can be sort of an attractive quality that you can cultivate to attract people. But I have to say, the most repulsive quality in a person is, especially when with tango, is this feeling of the of, of wanting to be rescued. If, I, if the person feels that from you, like when you have this nagging sense of like, oh, nobody's dancing with me. I wish somebody was dancing with me. I'm old. Nobody, nobody's paying attention. That person's getting attention. But And then if you vocalize that in a malanga to someone, God forbid you vocalize it to a man, <laughs> it is super, a, a big turnoff, right? It just doesn't work. The reality is we don't respond well to that in a social setting because it just, it's a downer. And I get it that this is your reality. This is how you feel, but you have to keep your eyes on the prize, right? Eyes on the prize. What is it that we're really after? We want that romance. How are we going to get there? Are we going to get there by complaining that somebody else is not doing something and that we need to change our external environment? Probably not. But if we take responsibility and we say, you know what? I believe that I can do something about this myself. I have the resources and the assets to use to get to the place where I'm getting that fulfillment. What is it that I'm going to do? Then you're dealing with something a little bit more structured, like there's something that you can do. And it's very, very empowering. And lastly, this is something I want to impart to all of my students and really every person I dance with is that I encourage everyone, men and women of whatever age, to take your dance seriously as a dancer and an artist in your own right. Even when you are a beginner coming into tango and you're older and you might just feel like you're so behind and you don't know anything, the moment we learn tango, even if we learn it a little bit, we are now practicing dancers and artists in our own right. The way, you know, I went to grad school for art, right? And I should say undergrad, my undergrad program, I did different classes for art that taught me different skills. And then when I graduated, I had these skills, but then I didn't have teachers to tell me what to do. I had to actually decide what to do myself. I had to create work myself. I have to decide my own direction. And I think that's a very important step for us dancers to realize that you, we are on an artistic creative journey of our own. We have our own artistic practice to develop. It needs to develop regardless of age, regardless of circumstances, because it's something in us that wants to come out and we owe it to ourselves to express it. So when you think of yourself as more of an artist and someone who is growing their art, you're going to be asking different questions and you're going to be approaching it 
in a different way rather than waiting for other things to happen before you get something. It is more often that I will choose not to dance with an older dancer because of something mechanical happening than because of their age. That it, it's so, I can't even think of a moment <laughs> where I chose not to dance someone with someone because strictly because of their age. It's more technical, always. So it's very possible that for some people who really think it's the age, realize that it, it might not be age, it might be very mechanical, like something's going on with the embrace. So if you know that, if you know that that's happening, isn't it empowering to then say, okay, now I know what to work on. And no matter what age you are, you can work on those things like balance, like your embrace technique, and it will get better because guess what? It's not that hard. Balance is not that hard. Embrace in, in tango is not that hard. It's hard in, uh, let's say, swing, where you have to do flips and dips and jump around. Like, to me, that's hard. But walking around the dance floor with a partner is not as hard as that. So we're all very capable of that, whatever age you're at. Acceptance that we want to feel from other men and from people at the Milonga. We have to offer that acceptance to ourselves first. Otherwise, we're always going to be coming from a deficit. There's nothing more unattractive than talking to somebody who's coming from that point of deficit. So those are all the things that came to mind as I was thinking about this topic of age. And I invite you to share with me how you are thinking about age. If you have some other things to add to this banter, make sure you connect with me on social media at I'm So Tango, or you can join my Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Now, next week, I have a, another juicy topic for you, born out of my own recent experience, and that is the topic of feedback. How you give and receive feedback. What makes good feedback? What makes bad feedback? How do you know whether the feedback that you're offering is actually good? All of those little pieces we'll discuss in our next banter. So I hope you join me next Tuesday. Until then.